Hello, everybody. Welcome to Amp by Faith podcast. We are here with A Dub White, you, an incredible you. artist. A Dub, before we start, can you pray for us? Gracious and eternal Father, we thank you. We ask you to forgive us for our sins, everything that we know that we know, don't know. Um, we ask you to please bless this podcast, bless our day. Let's have a great, meaningful conversation. Let it impact somebody in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, A-Dub. I know you said you was kind of nervous to do this interview, <laughs> but don't. <laughs> um, we're just going to be open and real raw. That's why I like to keep it on this podcast. And we're going to just get right into it. I know when we were speaking before, mm-hmm. we had something similar in common. Our children had a a disability. And mm-hmm. I want to know, on your journey with Christ, when it came to your child, what was the most impactful thing that made you feel like, okay, this is my trials from Christ and he's putting me through this because of this. How wow. did that impact um, you? I believe the way it impacted me was because we found out when she was still in the womb that she was diagnosed with Down syndrome, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's almost six now. Um, we found out and the way the doctors were explaining I wouldn't recommend <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, she's gonna be lazy, she's not gonna be active, she's gonna do this, do that. And we just came together and we was like, Look, God got us, we got this. And I tell you this, she's the most active, little loving little girl you've ever met in your life. Everybody loves her, the whole family, the schools, everybody that encounters her loves her and she's definitely a gift from God especially since bef- right before she uh was born we had went through several deaths mm. so she's kind of like that bright spot mm. in in that in that terrible time you know so why do you think God chose you as her parent probably to slow me down mm. my mind goes a hundred ways in you know, a minute and I'm, I'm here, I'm there. I want to do this. I want to do that. So he brought her in my life to kind of, Hey, focus on this first, then worry about everything else. Kind of give me priorities. That's why I believe. So have you always been saved or, um, I always believe in God, but I got saved 2014, 15-ish, when I I met my wife, when we were dating, she drugged me to church. Not (laughs) saying I didn't want to go, but I didn't go since my grandma passed away years ago, so I was kind of like, you know. So she drugged me. Um, I went, 
I love the word, the way that the pastor gave it to us. And I kept going, kept going, kept going, joined, came a deacon, kept going. You know, just, it was steps. Right, right. Prior to you being saved, how was your life like? Like, what were the trials that you were facing? What was one of the hardest times in your life? Ever since I was young, I've been around a lot of death. Mm. Um, My father died when I was 14. Uh, Both my grandmas passed, you know, uncles, aunties. So that kind of put a taint in my heart. Like, why, how to say it? Why am I still here when everybody Mm. else is leaving? Mm. That's the kind of only hardship really I was going through, Uh, you know, before I met my wife, I was, I didn't really care about, you know, the female perspective. I was serial dating. Because you experienced a lot of death prior yes. to being saved, mm-hmm. when you were saved, was it easy to kill your flesh? Because you have experienced that or did you have? No, 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 no. no. Trust me, I, I had... It wasn't super easy. It, it took some time. It took some prayer. It took some sacrifices to kill the flesh and, you know, think of things, think of them in a better place. Because I still experienced death after I got saved. Actually, mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. Killing my flesh, it, it took some time, took some trials, took some sacrifices, took some, a lot of prayer, a lot of you know, interceding. It wasn't an overnight thing. I'm I'm not a microwave Christian at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been mm-hmm. I've <laughs> it's right. I I've never even heard somebody say that, but I you get never heard it. Of, you I never heard it. that? Yeah. No. So it, it no. took some it took some time. I'm not like holy road, I'm not gonna tell you verbatim the Bible, you know, but I I, I right. do my best to to follow Christ. What was the hard, one of the hardest things that you struggled with to kill to um, when you came to Christ? Like, what was that hard thing that kept reoccurring and you were trying to give it up and it just... And are um, you still battling it now? I really live my life the same way, but, but just a little more stricter, if you, if that's a word. More obedient, more yeah, disciplined. Yeah. Yes, Discipline. I've always been a homebody. I I never mm-hmm. really went out to clubs like that. Mm-hmm. Cursing, cursing. Because right. my music before I went to CHH, I was listening to it the other day. Yeah, I dropped a lot of them. Just just my my mouth and and saying more righteous things, impacting more people with my vocal. You know what I say. And not tearing down. That's that was the hardest thing. Somebody that has an issue with cussing, and because I've let a few slip too, and I'm trying my best to keep it in. W- what advice can you give them to actually help them with that issue? Honestly, make it fun. Like find find funny words to kind of switch it up with. It's, it's, it's going to be hard. It's, uh, it's going to take repetition, but just find something else to kind of slip it in with. You know, I, I grew up around a lot of cussers. 
they're steer cussers. I, you know, a lot of houses I don't go to a lot because I know they're going to let it fly. Right. <laughs> so it just. You mentioned that you don't go to a certain people's houses. So when you became saved, did you have to limit the people that you hang around with? How do you react with them now? Like, what is that relationship like? It's not that I'm. I don't want to sound rude. <laughs> no, it's let that, it go. Like we we no, gotta be no, real. Like you know, yeah, people yeah, yeah. struggle with this. No, I don't want to sound rude. It's just I just there's sometimes there's no nonsense, and you kind of when you sit back and realize where we're supposed to be, and where people are still at, and it's like there's no growth. Like you're still the same person mm-hmm. through all these years. Like you have, you didn't change once. You know, I don't, I ain't trying to put the people out because I know they might see <laughs> I have family members that do the same thing every yeah. year, every week. You know, they go smoke, they go, they drink, they're having a party, they invite everybody that you don't even know. Some Somebody fight, party over. It's like, what's the point of even going? Right. Right. So, and then I those do, are the I, people who complain about their life, do nothing yeah. to change it, and are in the, the same place yeah. three years later. And then, yeah. And then get mad when you don't come over. I don't come over because you always got some ruckus over there. All right. I tell you, like, I mean, I, if I, well, this is <laughs> not I, if, biblical, but whoever you, sur- the five most people you surround yourself with, those are mm-hmm. the type of people you're going to be. So I always stay true to that. I mean, I feel like because everybody's in influence and I know there's biblical verses that will uh, mm-hmm. coincide with that because spirits are transferred. So yeah, person of to course. person. So, yeah, of course, of course you keep hanging around that. You're going to be like, hmm, let me try. Let me see why they so relaxed. Why they so this, you know, I'm, right. I'm looking at uh, your playlist. You did a holiday um, album. Is that your first album, or did you have an album before that that was CHH? Um, I wouldn't call it an album. I'll call it a project. Okay. Um, I'm actually working on a few albums now, um, but I did put out an EP when I first mm-hmm. became CHH, and that was Ephesians. That was my first Christian project. Was there a song on there that you really bled your heart on? After all, after all, and after, why do after you all, say? Uh, if you if you listen to it, that's that's kind of like the current state of where I was, current state of what was going on at that time. Um, I was I wrote that in about thirty minutes because I remember my wife was watching the episode or something, and I finished before the episode finished. Um, mm-hmm. and I talked about. You know, just blessing my daughter before she was born. Um, the whole flooding and people locking up the churches thing. That was a while. I don't know if you remember that time when um, everything flooded and they locked the churches up. Joel Epstein. Joel. Uh, yeah. Remember yeah, Joel all, everything was flood. Epstein. I forgot his name. Uh, Olstein. <laughs> Olstein, there you go. I mean, <laughs> yeah. to get rest up. 
Ultimate. <laughs> Remember they, um he locked the doors. It was all like current events I was bleeding out. Because mm. I'm like, no matter what, you know, just giving people motivation. You can make it no matter what. I know times are rough. At times are tough. But no matter what, you can make it after all. Just like a motivational. When I first heard it back and I first heard the singer on it, mm-hmm. I, I, I bawled. Because I'm like, this mm. is it. We as parents with kids with disabilities, sometimes we have to put ourselves aside to take care of them. A lot of times, not sometimes, a lot of times. And my question is, how do you keep that balance to make sure that you are okay internally and still pour into your child? Growing up after my father died, I had a uncle really kind of take me under his wing and show me the ropes. First job, first this, first that, everything. And he always told me, he always warned me, like, one day you're going to have responsibilities. Doesn't matter. No, doesn't matter. Just do it. Mm-hmm. You got to be there. Just like I'm there for y'all and there for my, you know, the usual. So I always keep that in the back of my mind, no matter what, no matter what she needs, I'm there. Really just being showing up and being there. If you show that you're being there and you're consistent, that's better than anything else, honestly. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. So how do I'm you pour really, into yourself? I need to do better at that. I Go do ahead. when I do when I do. And then at a the time I'm drained and I'm like, you know, I need to do better pouring into myself. Any parent with a child with a disability, uh, I think that's something we struggle a lot with. Mm-hmm. And we always put our kids first. Like, I'm not, that that's like a given. You know, yeah. you're just, you're going to put your child first. But we pour and pour and pour, and sometimes our cup is completely empty, and we're still pouring and pouring and pouring. Mm-hmm. Me as a single parent with a child with disabilities and uh, not having help the way, Mm -hmm. you know, I would like to balance that is very difficult. But when I decided that I, I even spoke to God about it, like, hey, you know, I can't keep doing this. I have to be here for a long time for him. And have that conversation with God, like even schedule your time, just like you schedule everything else. And once you have that set in your mind and say to God, like, Hey, one time out of the month, I'm going to do this. Please be able to allow me to make that time. And God will grant it to you. Because I remember when I would just say, oh, like, I'll do this, and it, it would never come. Mm-hmm. But once I, I made a decision, I made a covenant with God and say, look, I need this time for myself. Please make a way where I'll have that time away from my son and really be able to pour into me, even if it's, even if it's an hour out of a day, like, just so that I can replenish and be enough for him and be the support I, that he needs. No, I I totally I totally get it. I totally get it. And I and 
like I said, I, I need to do better with pouring into me, you know, going to the gym, going like I really scrape time to record when she's when she's at school. Normally, I'm off of work and, and she and I try to get some sleep. Yeah, because if I don't, if I don't, I'm going to be out of here for the rest of the day just so I, yeah and for the I'm people already- that don't have kids with disabilities when they're in school that's either our rest time that we're trying to uh recuperate or Man. we're trying to catch up on all the errands and everything that we missed during the week or Man. like anything Tell Tell has to be done in that six hours because when they come home it's, it's it's their world. It's not ours at all. There's no, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna read. No, there. That's the attention to them. And I'm I I've had a lot of lashback where it's like, oh well, he's in school most of the day. Why you can't get yourself together, bro? I am tapped out when he's in school, so that- or I have to catch up for a whole month on things. Or exactly. I have to work. We have to work as well. It's not like for those who don't have children with disabilities. As a Christian, be more understanding. Please. Try to uh, be more curious. Because we talked about this yesterday too in the live. Be more curious about a position that you're not in. Always right? look at and things s- from other perspectives. I I, I always try to do that. Yeah, like be more curious. Stop, don't throw judgment. Don't throw your opinions. Don't throw whatever you're thinking out there. Be more curious. Ask questions. Be yeah, slow so to react. Yeah, I'm so thankful that um, I have my mother-in-law in my life because she she helps out a lot with her. You know, she'll probably take her to go to the store or something and that'll be like the inch of peace I need, you know, just, just to do something real quick or make a deadline. So I'm like, man, if you don't have that help and I, I, I'm really sorry that you don't like, I, I pray that you get the help that you need. Oh just yeah. No that. God. Mm-hmm. Like I said, God, when you start having that relationship with God, God mm-hmm. will send people in your life to, Elijah's therapist is amazing. So any errands that I have to do when he comes here for therapy, we're out and about doing those errands because mm-hmm. he knows that I don't have that freedom. And I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for him that God sent him in my life because there were so so many therapists that we went through that were just like, okay, yeah, no. But yeah, once I'm, he came, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. really... I, I love the therapist she has now. The one she has now for physical uh, occupation and speech. Um, I love all three of them. Uh, they know she's sassy. Very sassy. They understand <laughs> her. <laughs> you know, they laugh. They know how she has to. Sometimes she's really like conservative uh-huh. until she until you, she sees your energy. And when you show that energy to her, she's going to show that energy to you. That's how she is. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. They have they have astronom- astronomical sense of character in people. Yes. And 
what yes elijah has showed me some he's not verbal he's verbal but he only speaks when he wants to let's put it that way like when he really wants something he'll speak but um he's shown me so many people that i should stay away from and Ooh. i've gotten yeah like you think that children would go to people hug them but like when i be like oh say hi or hug them there's certain people he will like mm, no i'm good <laughs> so Jeez, but then yeah. down the line i realized like oh this person doesn't have good character and elijah mm, told me that mm-hmm. long time ago so she, she you gotta does, oh yeah she does that all the time I, she's oh hey she'll give you like these piercing eyes <laughs> ever since she was a baby <laughs> people like people are walking the room and oh let me see the baby and then she'll keep one eye closed mm-hmm. just to see who's in the room if she don't want to be bothered with them both eyes are closed mm. if she's cool all right both eyes are open she always right. was that she had I guess she had discernment early. And I love it because as parents, we, we're the only ones who can tell the difference, right? Nobody's yeah. going to pick up on that, but besides you. So no, they, definitely, it, definitely. It's funny because even at church, even at church, she, she balls up with her mom. Cause I'm over there doing like the engineering thing. She's, she's balled up with her mom. But then when it's time to go, she's, she hugs who she wants to hug, and then we're out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She'll probably play with the little girls over here that's dancing or over here. But other than that. Does she love church? I wouldn't say she loves church. She, she's, I guess the environment, she's a little closed off. Mm. But I could okay. tell she's listening or... I could tell she's paying attention because even last Sunday, um, we were, I was we were cleaning up um, and we we're walking downstairs, and my, her mom was like, "Oh, pray for your dad." So she goes, "I was like, <laughs> you know, just like it threw yeah, me." Yeah, she's watching everything. She, yeah, she she's she's great. She like 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 his son. She's not very great verbally, but she yeah. mimics. She so can mimic anything. anything. Anything you want to let the world know. Being a parent with a child with disability is not the end of the world. It's not going to hinder your life. Because I thought these things. It's not going to stop you from doing what you need to do. But... It's going to take time. It's going to take consistency. And like you even said, it's going to take prayer to get that time that you need to do what you need to do. Because I, I ain't going to lie, the, the, the greatest advantage is going to that school line early. Oh, man, that school line early is... <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just... It's not the end of the world. I, I had to come to that realization myself. So that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah. I was like, man, she got to go to therapy. How many times a week? 
they're put in our life for a purpose. Either if it's yeah. a purpose for them, a purpose mm-hmm. for somebody else, or even ourselves. And they teach us patience, kindness. They teach us not to judge. Like, oh, yeah. before... Before my son, I didn't think I was a judgmental person, but then I started to realize I still had judgment in me. And now I, when I see something or anything, like just talking to somebody, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have no preconceived notions. I'm just looking at them as a person. And I think that's because of my son. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like you don't think like Yeah, I don't yeah, think like anybody think thinks you... Oh, I'm not yeah. judgmental. And but, it'll be little things like, oh, she speaks weird. Or yeah. why is she walking like that? Like those are little things that you don't think about that are judgmental. I right? I had to I have to I well I had I had to, you know, tap myself. A bunch of times because there's there's some things i would have said about you know just i'm a jokester always been a jokester even with family um i i could have a dark sense of humor uh but i used to sorry people with lisps but people with lisps always had like weirded me out you know, always, and I talked to my wife right. about it. I'm sorry, I talked to my wife about it a bunch of times. So then now, my daughter sometimes has a lisp, and I'm like, "That was your fault. That was your fault." Now, well, you know, just yeah. Now you have to listen to it. Now you have to, right. you know, understand those people that probably talk that way for a certain reason. It was me. Right. He humbled you. He humbled you in a way. Yeah. 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 Um, But like I said, it shows you something that you Mm -hmm. haven't healed or something that you had an issue with inside yourself. So now you notice that and you're like, Mm -hmm. well, that's something I had to relinquish and uh, pray to God about it. Um, Yeah, I think... He gave me a lot of patience. I, I remember he, my son wasn't born autistic. He became autistic after his, like literally four days after his MMR. My son was fully speaking, read all his milestones. And I know there's big controversy, but nobody can tell me nothing. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it was like literally. Four days after, the teacher called me. She's like, Elijah's not paying attention. So then we had a home teacher, too, at that time. And she was like, why doesn't he know anything that we already talked about? He's not even talking. So then the teacher was like, go get him evaluated. And Mm -hmm. it it turned, he started stemming at that point, too, so that the doctor was like, he has autism. And I'm like, what? Like, so for your kid to be completely normal and then boom, yeah. because of a, a shot is crazy to me. But I didn't, 
I thought, ooh. I didn't, wow. I didn't know yeah. that was even possible. Yeah, I speak to a lot of parents, and some a lot of parents have that story. Like, yeah, my kid was, you know, talking and stuff, and then boom. But mm. they didn't realize it was the vac. Like, they thought it was something else. Mm-hmm. But I noticed, because it was like right after, I was like, oh, something ain't right. We was at a, a store, Home Goods mm-hmm. to be exact. <laughs> but, goods. um, yeah, he was in the shopping cart and he like tapped this lady and the lady turned around and slapped my kid. Bro, so old me, yeah. <laughs> old me, yeah, would yeah. like, I don't know, new sent me somebody might... to H E L L, okay? Nah, new me might have to. <laughs> nah, so sorry. at that time, I'm like, Looking at my son as this, like, after it happened, and God was just telling me, don't do nothing, because then both of y'all going to be in trouble. Mm. And, of course, I'm yelling. Of course, I'm not sitting there saying nothing. But prior to that, I would have knocked somebody out. Let's let's put it that way. Of course. That's crazy. But that, that showed me, like... He put something in my spirit, like just protect him. That, that was He's the not hurt. That you were talking about, yeah, yeah. Because kid or not, back in the day, it would have been over. Like the whole story would have been tore up. So nah, but for and all you say, is he just touched. <laughs> he just touched her. Yeah, like he he tapped. He's like, four years it. old. No, he's four years old. I'm pushing the cart past her, and she he hits her. But he's four years old. Okay? So how hard could that hit be? She turns around and slaps him. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm going off battling my flesh to jump on this woman. (laughs) And I look at my son and my son's like, push me away. Just push me away. And I'm pushing him away. And screaming at the same time like and she's screaming at me like oh you should train your child and i'm like you need to train yourself like what the yeah 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 so i think from that point (laughs) i just i already 10 different concepts with my mind about that (laughs) yeah at that point i I realized I see her flying over the bread. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was. I'm um... sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that it was an experience, and it showed me that you do have control. Yeah. You do have control, and how I used to be fighting everybody. I I don't know if I was fighting everybody, but like. My temper, I I didn't tolerate nobody's BS. Mm. So it showed me like you have that capability. You just didn't want to. You do, just don't want to have that discipline. Mm-hmm. So my son, I know my son instilled that in me because I remember after me watching her slap him, I just looked at him 
And he looked me dead in my eye like, yo, push me away right now. Like, keep going. Yeah, this game, this take yeah. me to the toy section. Right <laughs> so. Nah, that's yeah. crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy you didn't do anything. Yeah. I'm happy you didn't do anything because especially, never mind, let's not get into that. <laughs> I've heard it all. Like my mother was like, "What? What? Man, if I was there, I would have yeah, right. ever." <laughs> it was like, right. yeah, yeah. But I think God really uh showed me a lot that day. So Every, I'm a firm believer. I'm I've always been a firm believer, even before um I became saying that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. There's always going to be a plan or always going to be something happens for something else. And I, I was even telling my niece that um, uh, I was picking because um, my daughter and my niece go to the same school. So I pick both of them up. So sometimes, you know, go to McDonald's because she's my daughter is very picky eater. Picky. Mm-hmm. So went to McDonald's, got her fries. Um, I got some for myself and I got my niece something. So, um, they forgot my drink. Forgot mm-hmm. my drink. And I was like, okay, no problem. Um, so I went around. I said, here, here's the receipt. Just let them know they forgot our drink. So she went in there, got it. She dropped my straw. Mm-hmm. She's like, you want me to go back and get it? I'm like, yeah, just go get it. It's all right. You know. So didn't think nothing about it. Got back in the car, went down our usual route. Two cars ahead of me, for some reason, the car on the opposite end swerved and hit the car two cars ahead of me. Uh-huh. And got in and got in an accident. And all I could say was, thank God. And I was like, that's why I wasn't mad that you dropped the straw, because that's probably yeah, God the timing. Us to chill for Yeah, God turned us to chill for a minute, you know. And I was trying to, you know, tell her that, trying to get her to understand. So, I, you know, just everything happens for a reason. Yep. Yep. It's God's timing, not yours. So oh, many. Yeah. yeah. That K-Rose time. We all want control and it's time to be like, nah, here, here you go, God. Just show me the way because... It don't work in our favor. Like we, we don't know our destination. No matter how much you try to control things, it's either you're prolonging your destination that God or your purpose that God wants mm-hmm. you to carry out, or you just not doing anything. Like it's you have no control, and no, I think people need to get. All the things that you think you have control over. Oh, I get up every day at 5 o'clock. I make sure this and that. Yeah. But if something comes your, like, throws you off, you still didn't have no control. No, of course not. And and funny story. Not well, not story. It's a funny thing. Like, uh, I've been rapping for a long time. Long time. And since maybe high school i've been putting like 
you know, this before DSP, so you're putting CDs out, mixtapes out here. Listen to me, listen to me, you know. And people knew me, people liked me, whatever, whatever, but nothing ever blasted off. Mm-hmm. As soon as I made the decision to, you know, go to Christian rap, speak about Jesus, preach the gospel in my music, that's when stages started opening up. People started knowing who I was. Get invited places, get invited to certain churches, get invited. I'm like, like where? That's all it had, you know. Like not that's all I had had to do, but that was the key. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it was crazy. Like I had to realize, like, and then it felt better because I'm not rapping about stupid. I'm rapping about my life or someone's life or something to help somebody get over you know yeah you're saving souls glorifying god exactly yeah yeah that's more fulfilling than anything else oh yeah if i if i have a if i record a song right now i can send it to all eight of them and they'll tell me hey or hey that's a hit i didn't have that before right i didn't have that camaraderie yeah yeah it's a i think it's a different kind of support system like you have before you turn your life over to christ you have support here and there Mm -hmm. but i think when you're part of chh community and you turn yourself over to god the support is so heart-filled and genuine and non-judgmental and uh it's just different like it's just different i i don't know how to explain it it's just no i i get it because i was when i first started meeting a lot of christian other christian artists i kind of was like yeah you're taking back back, like yeah because i'm like are they that nice (laughs) like are you like, are you this nice? Right. Uh, you know, just uh, there's a there's a big producer down. I would, he's a he's a great producer down here named Jay White. Um, and he's like one of the first like big Miami Christian artists producers I met. And he's always like, man, come to the house, man, record something. You know, teaching me how to mix before I started mixing myself. Teaching me this. Um, I got a video shoot over here. Come over, man. I'm like, are you this nice? And I tell you this, I'll tell you this. He's the same person when I first met him back in 2018 to now. Same person. So any last words for upcoming artists? Um, anything you want to say? What Plug yourself in. What music's coming out? Whoa. So the floor is yours. The floor is mine. Okay, let's start with the upcoming artists. Upcoming artists. Be yourself. Do what, what fits you. If you want to experiment, experiment. You never know if it's going to sound good unless you do it. Right. That's 
that's been my testimony recently. I've been trying different kind of music. Some of them been um, surprising. <laughs> um, what's coming out? I have a joint project with a with my brother. Just call me DT. Um, called Community Service. Um, we dropped a mixtape on SoundCloud a couple years ago, and a lot of people was like, man, this needs to be on DSPs, DSPs. So now we're doing an actual album with actual our beats, not industry beats. Because it was, you know, we were giving it to the people for free. Just free bars, right. free this. Um, I have my album couple of them i have uh the one first date was on first date and got you uh it's called cupid tape it's actually a, a christian love story mm. um i don't have a exact time because we're still going through little nicks but it'll be out this year nice nice that's different and, uh, i like that but uh lastly i'd like to say i want to appreciate you for inviting me on this podcast um you didn't know me from Thank a hill of beans. Thank you for coming. You didn't know me from a hill of beans. I said, you didn't know me from a hill of beans, but <laughs> you invited fine. me. Yes. And I appreciate it, honestly. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, being open, vulnerable, because it's going to help a lot of people. All right, A-Dub. Thank you for coming on. Guys, until the next episode, be bold, be brave, be blessed, and to God be the glory. Bye. All day. All right, don't Double. don't hang up. But you rose like a flower. Tell me what it's like to live with superpowers. I don't know, but I'ma get it.